Let's talk about the macro situation for stocks right now as the Nasdaq still struggles to keep up with rotation into small companies. Peter Cheers, the head of macro strategy at Academy Securities. Peter, I want to start with the notion that you've been kind of basing your analysis off, which is that the market seems ripe to sell news. What kind of news and how far do we sell it? You know, I think we sell off just a little bit. Reality is, people have become so bullish that I think we're more susceptible to negative news. So you look, the vaccine, right? Two Mondays ago, it had a huge pop. Last This past Monday, very little. So I think that's not gonna work as well. Tesla, I think, is the most interesting thing, right? Where you've got this you know, huge potential demand on December 21st, but it's going to push out other stocks. So I think that's gonna weigh on markets. And then finally, DC, I think we've all thought we're gonna get stimulus. I'm not so sure that happens quickly enough for the market. We heard from Tony Dwyer earlier in the show uh, who said stimulus when it comes is a reason to rip for the market. Do you agree with that? I think that is already so priced in that no one's really could stop to contemplate, will we get stimulus, right? I think Biden could have started this whole process or the Democrats could have come back and offered a skinny deal, something that gets us through to January. Instead, they've kind of re-upped the ante talking about a much bigger package. That would be great, but it doesn't feel like an olive branch is being held out. I think there's going to be lots of reasons not to get this deal done in a timely manner, which is negative up here. The stocks are pretty highly valued, and clearly the virus is taking its toll as New York City's you know, being hit again. What's interesting, Peter, is that uh, right now we've gotten uh, markets so divided that we've seen the way the Russell has responded to vaccine news. It's very clear that the market thinks the vaccine news has been a big deal, right? There's no disputing that. The companies that need a vaccine are responding to it. We see regional banks breaking out. We see the companies that depend on crowds forming and groups breaking out. I mean, this is not like they're just testing summer highs. Live Nation's the best it's been since COVID. We've got regional banks, best they've been since COVID. So it seems one quarter of the market is telling us the vaccine is legit, it's important, and it's happening. Then we should also conclude that the NASDAQ assumes that as well, but yet it's still struggling. How big a deal is that, Peter? I mean, I just can't get it out of my head. The fact that we got this amazing news for the future of humanity and the most important index with the big companies is just kind of meandering. Well, again, I think so much of this comes down to positioning. So we love that kind of return to normal type of trade until Tuesday. So I'm kind of off the return to normal because I think we're going to have everything sell off a little bit. But it made perfect sense, right? There was too much of a COVID premium built into a lot. And there was almost this assumption on some of the big tech that we're all going to live like this for the rest of our lives. So I think that's just getting repriced right now, that people have to take a look at this and say, hey, we are going to get through this. What companies are undervalued? And positioning was awful, right? Everyone hated regional banks. Everyone hated all banks. And I think what people were really missing, and there's been all this talk about the yield curve, where people are really missing the opportunity on banks is housing, so mortgage turnover. They make money there. But most importantly, a lot of these banks took huge reserves during COVID. I bet you they're going to be able to release a lot, uh, sorry, release a lot of those reserves. And you're going to see some real good surprise earning from the banks. So over time, I'm going to like that trade again. I just think it's run its course for the right now, and everything's going to fade a little bit. Okay, so you're not trying to pick, you know, the reopen or this quarantine, just the idea that sentiment is high right now and the, and the risk is more to the downside than the upside. Also, to come back to our conversation with Tony, his point was, look, don't try and figure out these kind of short-term moves. All you need to really know is that the Fed is still active in the market by buying bonds 
and that the backdrop for the economy is improving. Those two things alone mean to buy every dip. What about the BTD category? At what point do you think that uh, you should, investors should feel comfortable buying dips? And the context here, right, is dips haven't paid off for the NASDAQ in two months, two and a half months now. Yeah, I think you still hold off. I think we're due for a bigger dip. Partly, everyone's so bullish. Secondly, the Fed is buying bonds, but they're not really creating any new programs. And I think if you listen to the Fed speak over the past few weeks, they're a little bit cautious on what they can do. They're trying to talk a little bit about helping on green energy. I'm not sure exactly how the Fed does that. And I think the Fed is feeling a lot of pressure from this so-called K-shaped recovery, right, where a lot of the Fed policies some people would argue have helped feed that K-shaped recovery. So I think the Fed is going to be a little bit cautious doing anything new. So there's an issue there. And people are just so bullish. And listen, I think the economy is starting to roll over. And people forget that the economy, when the data was the worst, it was really supported by all that stimulus. The data is just starting to get worse now. I think we're going to start seeing layoffs resulting from this you know, new shut COVID shutdowns. And there isn't that Band-Aid stimulus coming from D.C. right now. I think disappointment's going to rule the day. I think ultimately you want to own those return to work stocks or return to normal stocks. But I think right now you can kind of be cautious and watch some selling pressure. Is the hedge to a potential negative event for the market overall what's the most appealing to you? Will bonds get a rally, a meaningful one, Peter? Because right now it looks over the last three months they've got as well defined of a trend and yield to the upside as anything in this market i would argue that bonds are one of the more clear trends it seems where even any bad events uh, the bonds are pretty quick to sell and this has been going on since august it's been going on since we get you the date august 4th yeah and for us it's been really good we actually hated bonds we thought we'd get to i remember we Good trade. We got there, and now we become bullish on bonds. Again, I think it's going to be this temporary risk off. So I really like the return from home, higher yields, all the, you know, what we've been calling the have-not stocks mm -hmm. outperforming. And we've just switched that this week. I think it's a temporary view, but I think we could see a 5% sort of pullback in the market. You want to take advantage of that. I think you could see the 10-year get back to 75 bips. I think it's like 88 or something right now. So that's kind of the trade we're looking for near term. Mm. And I think if you've watched stocks the past few days, I think they're going through what bonds went. They don't react as positively to the good news and the bad news has started to take them down. So again, I think that's just positioning that's got to get fixed up a little bit. And it's most noticeable in the big tech. 75 bips would be a pretty big move uh, to the downside in the 10-year yield. Uh, uh, Peter, if that happens, uh, do we need, or rather, let me phrase it this way, uh, to get a move like that, do you expect any new language from the Fed? It seems like uh, you're on the camp that they're not going to really do anything very different. But I, I've been kind of hearing a little murmur kind of building, and it feels like this is in the market, too, where they might say something a little bit different than the status quo right now in December. Is there a possibility of that they'll start talking up uh, more options if there's no fiscal? I think they might talk up more options. I think they're going to be very cautious on it. There's this change in administration. And every time they kind of overly support the market, it does seem like it takes, you know, DC's foot away from the fire. And so I think they want to be very careful as we go through this transition about being too supportive. I think they're going to say, yes, we're there, but we all already know that. So I'm not sure what that does to markets this time. Okay. Uh, Peter, I want to get your thoughts on my chart of the day here. It's the chart maybe of the quarter. It's gold. Peter, should investors be figuring out what's going on with gold right now? Because the context is 
we are really on the brink of trend reversal. The gold's been weak, it's been soft, and if we break from here, I don't think you need to have a CMT to say that we're downtrending now. So what does that mean? I mean, this has been a rally since the Fed reversed in 2018. Markets got rocky that fall, and then when they turned around, everything rallied. Gold's been a part of that. To me, if one of those trends breaks through gold, what does that mean, Peter? You know, I've never follow gold that closely i currently don't like it i think the one thing that we've all seen though in the past few months is there's a real shift i think from people talking about gold as a hedge to bitcoin or crypto it is you know gotta say it but it's you know i talked to a lot of investors and i think people are starting to say they're not even sure what to do with gold why mm. it would work as a hedge and that interest even at the institutional level into bitcoins there um whether it's toppy right now i don't know um, but that's something I think to watch. That's the one flow I'm watching along with, you know, I think when I talk about big tech, I think we got to eliminate Tesla from that right now just because that dynamic of going into the S&P 500. I think this is a once in a lifetime event. We've never seen it before. And markets are going to have trouble digesting this. Now, to that point for Tesla, I know we're bouncing around here, but I think that's one of the other really important charts right now. Uh, I've generally always kind of been of the camp that Tesla is that leader of the momentum trade and that you probably don't want to be bearish uh, momentum when tech is or when Tesla is breaking out. Is your point here that the story is so Tesla specific that we can't extrapolate that way? Yeah, I think right now it is so Tesla getting into the S&P 500 specific that you can't extrapolate anymore, right? There is this huge bet that on December 21st, when Tesla goes in, whether in one tranche or two tranches, it's going to create all this massive demand for buying from the S&P 500 indexers. So what I'm watching really closely, I'm watching VOO, which is a Vanguard ETF S&P 500, and that tends to be very sticky money. I wanna see whether people actually start getting out of that because they don't really wanna own Tesla come December 21st. I think there's a real risk that as it gets pushed higher, it goes into this and you kind of have peak Tesla for the moment. Hmm. So that's something we've never had to digest such a large inclusion and even if they split it into two tranches it's still going to be this so that's why these games are getting played with tesla so i think you cannot look at tesla any longer as a momentum leader and this is all about that inclusion trade and so that's where the mixed signals are going to come from all right i really think that's a really interesting quote i like that one peter tesla no longer a uh, leader of the momentum trade very interesting peter cheer Always a hot take. Thank you, sir, for joining us here on Morning Trade Live. Peter's the head of macro strategy at Academy Securities. Charts, 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 charts. I love it.